where it's at. I got two Dan tables and a microphone. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Where It's At. I'm your host, Mark Pearson, and this is my sushi-loving co-host. Mm-hmm. 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 Dan Hornstein. Mm. Yes. Uh, if you haven't heard us before, this is a podcast where we talk about sushi and its effect on modern-day music. I'm going to tell you, like, a lot of modern-day music sounds better after a belly full of sushi. Yeah. And uh, shout-out to a place called Ito Japan off of Fuqua in South Houston, who has an amazing all-you-can-eat sushi experience. Uh, I went there yesterday, and it was superb. Go there before they shut down because we will literally eat them out of business. Go there. Yeah, they're not they're not doing like the Fogo to Chow business model where you're paying a hundred bucks and you feel like like this need to get your money's worth. I paid nineteen ninety nine for a lunch and he included like all the specialty rolls too. And um man, it was just the dynamite, like really good quality sushi. Uh I I ate so much of it. They had like yellowtail and oh just all of it. I I I could go on. We could have that's for the other <laughs> podcast. Uh that's for um Where's the two, sushi? Where's the I don't know. Where's the food? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where's the food? Oh yeah. This music uh this music. Wow, this podcast, Dan and I talk about music. We pick an album for the week. Uh, we listen to it, then we come together, give a brief bio of the artist, and then discuss what we pick them and have a conversation about it. So real quick, before we get into the music, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Underscore Pockets, and you can find Dan on Instagram at Dwight Privilege. Or you can send us an email at wherepod at gmail.com. So last week we debuted a new segment called First Impressions. So to streamline launch. the show, yeah, soft launch, soft launch of First Impressions. So now we're going to change things up, streamline it, and we're going to do away with Sniggles and integrate it into First Impressions. R.I.P. Sniggles. Uh, this is the last Sniggles. Yeah. So this this week will be the last week with Sniggles. We'll do First Impressions, Sniggles, and our regular albums. This week is also Listener Appreciation Week. Woo-hoo! We're doing two full album reviews of albums that listeners requested, and they both ironically are from the same genre. So... I figured, why not? So this week for First Impressions, what did you pick, Dan? Well, we did Sniggles and First Impressions this week. This was a heavy mm-hmm. lifting week for yeah. us. This wasn't, we weren't fucking around. Um, so do you want to do First Impressions first, or do you want to do Sniggles first? Let's do First Impressions Let's do First, first. Impressions. Okay, so this week for First Impressions, I chose an album by an artist named Hannah Peel. The album is called Fur Wave, F-I-R Wave. Hannah mm-hmm. is an electronic artist slash music producer slash Emmy-nominated composer and a BBC3 radio broadcaster. Her music is, I'm reading off Wikipedia, her music's primarily electronic, synthesizer-based, but often has elements of classical scoring and sound mm-hmm. design in it as well, which I think is a really apt way to describe her style. And I follow a lot of different music reviewer people online, One of whom I follow is a page called Deep Cuts uh, on YouTube. It's a channel. And the guy, Oliver, who's the host of Deep Cuts, just released a video where he went through his best of 2021 albums so far. And Hannah Peel's album Fur Wave was on there. And I thought, you know what, Oliver is, he's one of those people that I, I, he's got really good taste in music. I typically align with what he 
talks about on his channel or what he reviews on mm-hmm. his channel. I, I like his views a lot. I, I'm typically on the same side with him. It's not like uh, other artists where I'm, I'm a little more hit or miss. Other reviewers where I'm a little more hit or miss right. with their tastes. So I, I put on first impression Hannah Peel, and this is a really chilled out kind of soundscapey mm-hmm. instrumental uh, album. It's a short record. It's only like 36 minutes. So it's, a, it's a little bit of a breeze to get through. Um, and it's kind of experimental in its, in its, uh, packaging, but I really kind of liked it. Um, it's, what I liked about this is it's a, it feels like a marriage between old school composing and how do I use this with technology. And so it's this mm-hmm. old versus new kind of style that come together in it. I know that everything on the album is is nature themed in some kind of way with the track titles and stuff. Um I didn't get into that too much. I didn't I didn't quite get into the uh oh well, you know, emergence in nature and what is the the perp- the, the 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 effect of the saxophone going in there other than the fact that I thought it sounded really cool and she has some very unique instrument choices in this. Um, I didn't get much too much further than that, but it reminds me a lot more of like, Hey, you have this modern composer, uh, versus somebody who's an electronic artist. And mm. I really liked that. And, um, I, every, I don't know the, the thing that I, my kind of final first impression thoughts on it is some of this has seventies vibes where she's able to just kind of set a scent and get into an atmosphere in it. What it reminded me of was like pink Floyd's on the run, that little, just mm-hmm. all synthy track on dark side of the moon. But overall, what I liked about this was there was, I got the feeling like everything was meticulous and there was, a very intentional reason behind where everything goes, even though it may feel a little random or a little misplaced in areas, you could tell that it was done that way by design. And I got the impression that a lot of care and focus went into the writing of this and it didn't just seem very haphazard. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give it four beards as a first impression. How did you take the record? What did you think? Um, so since, like I said earlier, before we started recording, recording for first impressions, I just listened to the, the two selections once. Uh, I was not impressed. Okay, <laughs> I I struggled to get through it. I I love some of the electronic elements of it, <clears throat> but a lot of it to me just felt kind of disjointed, and f- certain things just didn't go with what the rest. What I felt like the vibe of the songs were. Ah, okay. Um, I liked the fact that it was chill. So like I could listen to it if it was background music and it's fine. But if I'm sitting there just listening to it, I'm going to want to find something else to do, but it's perfect. Like background music for, you know, some sort of foyer or something, mm. at least in <laughs> foyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's in a nice sushi restaurant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 I listened to the ones through and I was just like, meh, this really isn't for me. And I give it like one beard. Okay. But I figured you would like it because I did hear those elements. I was like, this is going to be right up Dan's alley. I'm sure. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) I like that as we're continuing on this podcast, we're really starting to get into the, the, the peeling the onion of our different tastes and how Mm -hmm. varied they are. And so, um, 
yeah, I was, I was, I wasn't sure what you would think about this one. I wasn't sure if you would respond well to the EDM stuff. Um, I do have a habit. Sometimes I listen to stuff for a podcast and when we're reviewing it, I, I have my thoughts, but I also start to think like, well, I wonder what Mark's going to say about this. And, um, to have you come at the opposite end of it is interesting to me. Also, <laughs> fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there comes the controversy. <laughs> uh, so this week, because you ate hot dogs English, and I ate sushi, that's the reason for yeah, it. <laughs> that, that's the reason why. <laughs> Got the Hebrew nationals wrapped in bacon. Bacon. Yep. Just, that's in, <laughs> just inciting hatred among millions of people. I can't eat it that way because I'm allergic to oxymorons. Oh, are you calling me a moron? (laughs) (laughs) Such a fucking patronizing laugh just now. (laughs) I was like, no, you tried. (laughs) And you were right to do it that way, by the way. I'm not, I'm not, that, that wasn't a slight for me. That was, that was me recognizing well played, Uh, sir. Well played. (laughs) I try. Sometimes I can have good comedic timing. (laughs) Uh, uh, for my first impression, I picked the EP Makeshift Moon by Roman Silver, who was the single the previous episode. And so I hadn't listened to this. I was like, oh, cool. Roman Silver has an EP. Mm-hmm. To my surprise, we listened to it. Last week's single is on, on this on EP. It. Yeah. And I had no idea. Um, Which is cool. It's fun to hear uh, it again. It was fun to hear it again. That is the best song on the EP by far. I felt like it suffers from a lot of the same, my same complaint with a lot of EPs, one or two good tracks and the rest are just like B sides or even C sides that the artist just throws on because they want to get them out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman Silver, I think is a, an artist with a lot of potential, but I would like to hear a whole full length album, you know, where he has spent a good amount of time, like, you know, a year, a year and a half, really just crap, you know, honing his craft and writing a bunch of tracks that he really feels good about. Like, cause I really like the, the song like you and the first track on uh, the EP was pretty good too, but and the other ones just didn't really do much for me. So I give it like a two and a half overall. What was the first track? Was that mosaic? Yeah. That song's killer. Yeah. That, that song, song was fucking I like that rules. Song. That was the total standout track for me. Uh, out of the whole EP, and I even wrote down when I was when I was listening to it, I said, "This is this is what I want from EDM." Typically, mm. it's stuff like that where it's it's taking something that we've that uh, it, there's a, there's a lot of copy paste in EDM to me, and it's yeah. really hard sometimes because they're utilizing the same tools, they're utilizing the same design. The challenge that I have with a lot of EDM music is how do I find what's different and unique about this? And I've got to be very mindful while I'm listening to it. Otherwise, it'll just end up as something kind of like with you and Hannah Peel. It ended up something in the background for me, and I won't be hearing what I'm supposed to be hearing, which is the nuance and the songwriting and the craft behind it. So when it's something that really hits me and kind of slaps you in the face like Mosaic did... I'm all on board. I thought that's dynamite, right? The little weird kind of like, like I can't even do it, but the, there's this yeah. warping kind of sound effect with the notes. And it's, it's the musical equivalent of like wearing beer goggles and, you know, not being able to see it's very disorienting. And I loved that. I really loved that. Um, I thought the song, I think never be the one has some cool guitar stuff going on in it. Um, I don't I didn't write it down, but the track that we reviewed last week is on there again. Yeah. So like you, I'll be honest. I, I gonna go in the opposite direction. I'm going to disagree with you again and go 
four beards for this EP okay. as well, because I really liked it. This is fresh to me. I don't listen to as nearly mm-hmm. as much EDM as you or, or uh, electronic music in general. It doesn't have to be dance music, but this came to me as being something new and fresh and unique. And that's what really sucked me in. And I'm looking forward to hearing more from Roman Silver. If, if the, he comes oh, out with an album soon, I definitely want to review it. I, yeah, I definitely want to review it too. I just hope that that happens because sometimes there's these uh, artists, electronic artists, whether EDM or just electronic music, and they'll put out maybe like six or seven singles and like an EP or two, and then they don't ever make anything else. And it's really kind of a bummer because they have, out of those six or seven singles, they have four of them that are just superbly great, yeah. well-crafted songs. And for whatever reason, you know, they just don't continue on with it. And it's really kind of a bummer because there's, there's several artists like Gundalak, and Midnight. They have some great tracks. I'm like, just make more good music, please. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it takes time. But, I don't know. Yeah. I'd, I'd, uh, I would imagine with, and this is, we'll, we'll springboard this into our conversation about Sniggles too, because we're about to review mm-hmm. uh, Skrillex's song, Supersonic. But mm-hmm. what gets me with e- electronic music and music that's primarily composed and performed on a laptop, right? Mm-hmm. With the exception, I'm sure you have keys there. And I don't do a lot of recording anymore of the stuff that I've done. It's been forever and a day ago. And what's different versus what I did then versus what is available now is the the infinite amount of variables that you can tweak now. Oh, yeah. The last time I did any real recording, there were plugins, but there weren't plugins like there's plugins today. There weren't effects like there's effects today. There weren't tweaks like there are today and i would go crazy tweaking everything under the sun oh yeah (laughs) recording right now i would i would you know i have this my my drive my instinct is more like everything but the kitchen sink and so i would probably overdo it and i can imagine the difficulty for an electronic artist when you're putting this together how much do you tweak the the bass kick? How much do you tweak yeah. do you tweak this? <laughs> and the you know the amount of effects and stuff that you can put on there, you've got to really have an ear, I think, for what you want it to sound like when it's done. Mm-hmm. When you're going into it, and it's you know by I'm, I, we pl- both play guitar. I'm limited when I play guitar to the effects that I have. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there is a there is a finite amount of things that I can tweak and do, and I'm fine with that. I'm not one of those people that's like going out and adding effects and adding effects. Just do it because right. I know that at a certain point I would just get lost in that. Yeah, that's my rant. That's my two cents. And so, no, yeah, I like it. I like no, it when people do cool, cool new stuff. No, that's and you actually brought up a really good point there because I'm the kind of. I'm the kind of a guitarist actually to where I don't even like a lot of effects. Like when I create music, I just want a good clean tone, a good distorted tone for my guitar, a little bit of chorus and a little bit of delay. And I'm happy. I don't want anything else. Like I don't need anything outside of that. Not that I don't like other artists when they do it, but just for me, I'm like, I like the simplicity of it. So yeah, seeing how music has evolved and plugin has evolved and how recording stuff has evolved. Every time I go back to like try and record, Oh, I have the idea. I'll go record this. I'm like, this is just at, this is unbelievable. (laughs) It's bonkers. It really is. So Kudos to anybody doing electronic artists. And that's why I think it takes so long. 
for for those people, to, the four or five <laughs> song artists that we like. Uh, that's why yeah. it takes so long. So Roman Silver, I really hope they have a vision for the rest of their shit and they can get it out soon. Mm-hmm. Me too. So what'd you pick for your final sniggle? Well, for my final sniggle, I picked an artist that I like a lot called Holy Fawn. Their song is called The Maze. And this is a band that I, I, to be honest, I haven't looked up a whole lot of their bio, like on Wikipedia. So I don't know much about them, but they have mm-hmm. a record that came out before this that I think is called death spells. And when it came out, I went into this record, like a lot. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. It's death spells. <laughs> this album came out in 2018 and it's a fucking cool album okay so i was really psyched when holy fawn comes out with a new sniggle (laughs) a new single (laughs) called the maze um super short song Mm -hmm. too short i wanted it to keep going so they're gonna lose some points for that for me but I liked what they did. I love, this is a band that does a lot with like atmosphere and, and creates ambiance. And, and, you know, there's a little bit of post rock. There's a little bit of, uh, shoegaze and their sound, which I am all, always going to be drawn to that almost every single time. And so I thought it was very chilled and atmospheric. I like that. There's some play with the dynamics of here. Uh, I wrote down, this is a good example of how to use reverb. Well, in a song. Um, very well done. I like how the instruments just kind of build up and build up during it. Um, it does feel a little unresolved. I almost feel like it should go either further or there should be something at the end of it. So, you know, as far as how the song ends, it was a little bit of a letdown, but it reminded me of listening to Boney Vare's second record. Okay. The self-titled Bon Iver record with Perth mm-hmm. and Beth Rest, and it's a dynamite record, but it's very kind of like soft rock, short songs, but they're very pretty and they're very ethereal. Yeah. And that's what I got from this. Uh, so I'm going to give it three you and a half Bon Iver. Is that what I, did I say it right? Bon Iver? Bon Iver? <laughs> no, you did it. I'm just being a dick. Croissant. Bon Iver <laughs> listeners I've met in yes. my life. Like, oh, you mean Bon Iver? I'm yeah. like, shut up. I, I did say Bon Iver <laughs> for the longest time uh, until so I, did I, I, I too was corrected yeah i too <laughs> got corrected just call him justin his fucking name's justin so he's <laughs> <laughs> like okay justin um so i liked it enough i you know three and a half beards for me i'm really going to be excited to see what their new album comes out like um cool song good melody just wish they'd done a little bit more with it to stick the landing yeah and uh i i thought it was Good. I did get some of the vibes from Bonivar. Uh, <laughs> it was it was good. It wasn't great. It was too short. I give it like a two and a half. Okay. I, I That's wanted fair. to hear more because I really did dig it. I did like the ethereal, you know, thing aspects and things about it. I just did feel like the the too short when a song is either too short or too long, it can really kill it for me. Yeah. And that with this one, I was just like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. Like what? That's it was it? so weird. That's it. Get so, it together. Yeah. Be better than Justin. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So this week for Sniggles, I picked the new Skrillex song, uh, Supersonic Parentheses, My Existence. Uh, I This is with Noisia, Josh Pan, and Dylan Brady, because apparently these guys can't do anything alone anymore. Um, so... 
I never was a giant Skrillex fan, but he did have a few songs that I was into. And I would say since he's like the lead artist on this, a major contributor to this, I really dug this song. It's got some like of Skrillex's signature like mm-hmm. elements to it. Uh, I like the vocals of it. I like the melody of it. It's got a good groove to it. I was kind of the last good Skrillex thing that I really liked was the com was the combo album he did with Diplo called what was it to you? It had that song to you on it, but it was, I, know the that album. was really, I can't really think good. of the name of it right now. I can't think of the name either. Great album, but uh, this felt like it was like a little bit different. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to give it four beards. Um, it's, it really, to me seems like familiarity with a different direction from Skrillex. Which, I mean, you kind of would have to because Dubstep is basically dead now. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So I felt like there is some familiarity there, but it's not as abrasive as like his old Dubstep stuff is. So I think he's probably trying to appeal to more of an artist, or not artist, broader audience while keeping some of his old listeners and people interested and maybe gain some new listeners. So I was kind of hopeful. I was like, this was good. I listened to this song several times. That is is a good point about how he's taking some of the tools that he used to employ more with when dubstep was getting big and doing something different with it. Did you know Skrillex produced the last incubus record? No, were you aware of that? that. It's it, it's um, he did a decent job. It's just, there wasn't anything that linked it to sounding like dubstep to it. It it just, he just mic'd it pretty well. (laughs) He mic'd it and mixed it. Well, he did a good job. Um, So, okay there's things that I liked about this record, this song, and there's things that I didn't like about this song. Again, way too short. Yeah, it it was kind of short. It it didn't feel too short in the sense that the other song felt too short, but this one still is too short. I I felt like both of them, I think I listened to Skrillex first and then carried that mentality into the Holy Fawn single. And uh so... The things that I liked about it was there's good use of bass in the background of it, kind mm-hmm. of like underneath the mix, I thought was very cool. Did you listen to it in Dolby Atmos? Yes. Okay, good. I did. <laughs> I did. And that's what that's what cued me into it. Um, yeah. Which, quick side note, okay, uh, Dolby Atmos is so hit and miss. I, uh, it is. I'm going to get really back is. to Skrillex real quick, but I just got to mention, uh, today I did a workout and I put on Gojira's new album, Gojira's new album, <laughs> uh, in Dolby Atmos, and it fucking sucks. Um, and I think I got to turn it off because I think it'll be better without it. So Probably. anyways, uh, back to Skrillex. I liked, I prefer this, I think, to other Skrillex stuff since mm-hmm. that one album he had was Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites. Yeah. Which was the one everybody knew of him. And I do like that this has, it's got a different vibe to it. Um, I don't know why I wrote this song. I was like, why isn't there ever electronic music that instead of doing a build up, they do a build down and sort of like a day crescendo. Uh You rarely hear that, right? Where they're like, no, let's just like, let's do this. They'll start with high energy and let's just like gradually take it. Um, I think that would be really fun. There is some very cool percussion at the end of the track that I wish they would have kept that going and the song Mm -hmm. would have been longer. So ultimately I ended up with around the three beards range. I would say it's, it's a light three beards for me. Um, Mm -hmm. but if it comes on again, I'm not going to switch it. Yeah. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to let it go on. It's a decent song. It's a a decent song. Yeah. 
So uh, those are the final Sniggles. R.I.P. Sniggles. R.I.P. Sniggles. Yep. It's okay. It's for the better. Kill your yeah, darlings. It is for That's the, what they say yes. in creative writing class. So um, next, we have the two listener picked albums. One is Periphery by, or Periphery, wow, is Hail Stam by Periphery. Hail Stam by wow. Periphery. Yeah. Who, do we know who chose these albums or are we letting them keep their anonymity? Uh, is one of them named Justin, like Bonnie Vare? <laughs> 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 so the one is uh one is a listener named John. He asked for periphery hell stand. Okay. And the other one that asked for star set, I can't remember now. I'd have to go look it up. Okay, very good. So you want to start with periphery? So we'll just say we'll just say it's a uh, Steve from Minneapolis. Steve from Minneapolis. <laughs> so who just do you want to who do you want to talk about Steve. first? Steve or John? John. Let's talk about periphery. Okay. Yeah. Periphery, hail stand. Hey, Periphery, oh, yeah. let me give you a quick background. Periphery is a prog metal band um, mm-hmm. out of Washington, D.C. They've been around for a number of years now. It looks like active since 2005 when they first started. They've had a bunch of lineup changes, a bunch of different records. Whether they're, they're kind of doing the Led Zeppelin thing where they're... they're um, Aside from their self-titled debut, they've had Periphery 2, Periphery 3, so in, in keeping with like Led Zeppelin 2 and Led Zeppelin 3, but they all have different sort of subtitles. Like, So it'll be Periphery 2, this time it's personal, which I think is funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, periphery 3, Select Difficulty, and then Periphery 4, Hail Stan. I've, I got into Periphery from Rick Beato's What Makes This Song Great, series mm-hmm. that he does on YouTube probably about a year or so ago. He did an episode where he did a periphery song off of three, which song I don't remember the name of it, but it's, I, I no. remember it was from three cause that one's got the green cover and yep. I listened to it after that and really enjoyed that record. And I think at the time I listened to hail Stan, but sort of shelled it. My, you know, my taste went, my focus went into other areas. So coming mm. back into this, um, Good selection. As far as like new prog metal goes, where it dabbles in like gent and metalcore and you know, a lot of these other influences in there, uh, this is hands down the better of all of those bands to me. I mm-hmm. I I have a very light tolerance for a lot of gent music and a lot of stuff like that because I hear so much of the same things. And this is such a standout record. This is so unique to me. There's I like them better than other bands that are like, what is it? Animals and leader animals as leaders and Tesseract. Um, those are good bands. They're, they're clearly very talented and very technically precise in what they do. But I think periphery really sticks, uh, sticks out in a very good way for this. The only thing that I can think of that it sounds close to for me is, uh, Devin Townsend and some of the stuff mm-hmm. that he does. And the, the, the real similarity is there is just very creative use of rhythm and melody and mm-hmm. incredible vocals. Okay. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> the star of the whole show here is their singer, Spencer Sotelo. And my God, this guy's got some pipes. Yes, he does. And he can scream I mean, he, and he can sing and he can hit it high and he can go low. It's freaking amazing. This dude can flex nuts. And I really, I, there were points in this record listening to it a few times this week where I didn't give a shit. 
mm-hmm. what was going on underneath the vocals. Mm-hmm. All right. I was like, this guy's just such a good singer that like you could put a fart track underneath him <laughs> and he's going to make it sound incredible. And there's really only a handful of other singers that I'm like that with where I'm like, I don't care what's going on in the background. And that's not to say that I didn't like what was in the background. I very much did. But, um, you know, like the way that I, I, I praise and, and love listening to like Tomahawk and Mike Patton and all of his projects and Mr. Bungle and Faith No More and stuff, I, mm-hmm. I, that's the same as I feel about this guy, Spencer. He's just, he's on that level of versatility, yeah. different kinds of stuff. And I, I don't typically like some of the post hardcore style of singing. A lot of times it can sound a little too nasally for me. And he's, mm-hmm. he tops into that a little bit, but nowhere near what some of the other bands that do that sound yeah. like. I've, I went and looked up. I was very curious last week when we were listening to the record. Uh, I wanted to see how it was received and received, received some of the reviews of it. And I found a review by a site called already heard. And this mm-hmm. has, the best way of describing Periphery's album Hail Stand to me that I think I could ever come up with. Um, and it's, it's just so well done that I want to read this quote to you real quick. So sure. already heard, they gave the album four out of five and they wrote, by presenting generic elements in fascinating new ways, Periphery managed to push their sound forward, building on their strengths in both engaging and exciting fashion. Despite basking in contrast, it is a cohesive record and arguably one of their best. That sums it up so eloquently for me, especially the line about taking the generic elements and putting them in in fascinating new ways, because that's exactly how I felt listening to this record. Everything I'm like, well, yeah, I can see where they picked this up from and I can see where that comes Mm from. Um, But kind of like how you know you were describing that that uh hot dog that you had you know yeah. you're taking elements from all different kinds it's like fusion food uh yeah. you know where it comes from but now you're putting it and you're making something new out of it and i think that's very cool so i'm gonna i, I could go on all day <laughs> about this fucking record this is such a good album what did you think um I was truly impressed by this. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say I have basically one gripe. About, there was only overall out of the two albums we picked this one and the next one we're going to talk about. Actually, I'll get to that later. Never mind. So um, there was only two parts of this ad, uh, album that I didn't care for. And it was two minor elements. One, uh, the intro, the first song, Reptile. Great song, great melody. I like how they keep recycling the melody of there must be something mm-hmm. in the water. That's fun. It's just too damn long. <laughs> it's 16 minutes long. It's it, 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 it would have been served much better if they had broken it into two or three different tracks. At least that's my opinion. Hard disagree. Uh, and it's because <laughs> I, I, man, I like a lot of stuff that's, that's, I don't mind that. You put a song on there that's 30 minutes. I don't give a shit. You, we've talked about that. Like Godspeed oh, yeah. You Black Emperor track that I sent you that's literally like 25 minutes. And yeah. I'm like, hold on. 16 minutes is where it gets good. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, dude, it should get good earlier. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so I, I understand where you're coming from, but that's completely okay with me. That kind of thing does not rub me the wrong way at all. What was the other thing that you... Uh, the other thing like. was I felt like uh, the track four garden in the bones started off strong. It lulled too much in the middle, 
but it then kind of picked up at the end. I just felt like something about the structure of that song just kind of, I felt was lacking, maybe like a little bit disappointing. Not that I don't like the track, but I felt like it started off so well. And then around the middle, I kind of lost interest. And then it kind of brought me back at the end a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I will say, uh, Blood Eagle, Church Burner, Follow Your Ghost, Crush, Sentient Glow. Those songs are just absolutely phenomenal. In Blood Eagle and even in Garden of the Bones a little bit, there's some, I can hear some of the like post-hardcore Devil Wars Prada influence kind of thing, but old Devil Wars Prada, not new Devil Wars Prada. Like uh, Devil Wars Prada back when they were actually listenable and good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, and then church burner brought me back to like nineties and early two thousands, like noise core and metal. Like I heard some like old noise core sounds and stuff in there. And then there's even like some mud vein S guitar riffs in there, which was super cool to hear because I haven't listened to mud vein in forever. And just something about church burner really reminded me of the, that first mud vein record came out. It was just raw and brutal and abrasive and just like rah. And that's what church burner really reminded me of and solid album hold all the way through. Those only two things, the reptiles too long garden in the bones has a little bit too much of a law. Those are the only two things I didn't like about it. I'm giving this one four and a half beards. This is a stellar, absolutely near perfect album to me. Mudvayne. Yeah. The LD 5050. Yep. All right. Now I got to listen to it again. Cause like I, I didn't said, think, it's I didn't subtle. think Mudvayne, but like, Mudvayne's singer is incredibly versatile too. Yep. And he doesn't get a lot of credit. No, he doesn't get enough credit. And that's probably because after their second album, Mudvayne really started sucking a bag of they did. a bag of wangs. They, but yeah. But <laughs> those first two records have some really phenomenal vocal work on them. So let me keep in turn let me keep in line with that statement mm-hmm. and tell you real briefly what my only critique of the album would be. And that is, you know, with Prague mm-hmm. in general, it can be very busy. Yes. If you're not ready for that, it can be overwhelming. And it gets sometimes right. tough to decipher what's happening. And that might be part of the reason why sometimes when I was listening to it, I was like, I don't care what's happening in the back because <laughs> the singing is so fucking good. What Spencer's doing is so good that it completely removes that desire for me to go, oh, I want to listen to how technical what they're doing and what's re- how complex is this riff or what time it is, is it in? You know, it's kind of like the opposite of like dream theater where I'm like, I want to hear everything dream theater is doing musically, but their singer won't shut up. <laughs> right. Like, right. He, you know, and a lot of times Prague has just really bad singers. So I was, I was so much drawn to that. So sometimes it can be the overall effect of what the band is doing together can be a little too busy. And it's, it's, I think there's a challenge for any Prague singer to try to write a melody over Prague stuff anyway, because mm-hmm. you know that all you're doing is you're taking something that's complete and you're just trying to put, you're trying to force stuff onto it to a degree. I don't get right. a feeling like any of these bands are writing many songs together. I feel like it's very much the instrumentation's done and then they take it to the singer and go, now go put something on top. Yeah. And it's not like there's, there's very little room for the singer to go, hey, let's take a break here and let me, I got this great melody. How is this going to fit in? It's always the opposite. I, I'm guessing. 
it's always the opposite where they take the full track. It's done. Here's the song we wrote, put some shit on it. <laughs> yeah. And then they take it and go. And even with other like proggy metal bands, like between the buried and me, you get that feeling like the, you know, the vocals just always kind of, they're just there. So yes, sometimes that can be a challenge, but it did not deter me from like, same thing with you. Like those two things that you had issues with, my little critique here did very little to dissuade me from my enjoyment of the record. 16 minute songs, bring it on 20 minute songs, <laughs> bring it on ripping fucking video game level guitar solos that sound like just all over the place. Bring it on Uh incredible vocals. I can't say enough about him. I'm right there with you. Four and a half beards, solid locked in. Um, I don't even know. I, I mean, I don't know what I would change to make it a five beard review, but just that minus that one small critique of like, yeah. Hey, I want this. I want what I want to see from a next periphery record. It would be the band working together with the singer and just knowing when to back off some. Yeah. I, I do agree with you in that it didn't bother me as much, but that is kind of like the downfall of some of prog metal. You know, there's just too much going on at certain times that you're, you're going to miss something. You're either going to miss an epic drum part or you're going to miss some cool bass stuff or guitar part, or the, the vocals are going to be, you know, kind of go away into the background. You're going to start missing out on stuff and it's just too much going on. And that as musicians that I, mean, I can understand as a musician, sometimes that's a really tricky thing to do because you want to create a good song and you want everyone in the band to be showcased. You don't want to like, well, let's just bury the guitars and not have that there. Or let's just bury the bass because he doesn't matter anyway. I mean, basses <laughs> really don't matter, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I do. No, I absolutely know what you mean. Like, and I thought when I was, when I was coming to that conclusion, I, I thought that at the time I was like, I don't know, is this a production thing. Mm -hmm. And so I got really focused on, all right, how is this mixed? How is it, how's it being? It's not that because it, it's a clean production. It's not, you know, last week when we were talking about how everything's getting overly compressed, I didn't get that impression from this at all. I've still felt like mm -hmm. they were good dynamics within the music. It's just, this is a band that's playing at such a level of intensity all the time that it's rare for them to, to slow things down. Another band that's like this in that respect is the Mars Volta. Mm -hmm. And it's my only critique of the Mars Volta. Uh, but then again, when I'm in the mood for the Mars Volta and when I'm in the mood for this, I'm on board with it. And uh, I just, yeah, I, this is such a fun record, man. I really enjoyed this a lot. So John, shout out to you. Great call. Four and a half mm -hmm. beards across the board for me and Mark. Boom. Periphery. Pick. Periphery. Hail Stan. At the end of the so. album, they go, suck my balls. <laughs> that made me laugh because I didn't I didn't see that coming. I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> and neither did I. Um, so the other album we picked this week is a band from Columbus, Ohio, my home state, when the state I was born in. I do not call that my home state anymore. <laughs> uh, I frequently said, I'm very lucky to have come out of Ohio as handsome as I have. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, this is the album Divisions by Starset. So I am not a big listener of Starset. They're kind of like a gente rock group. Um, 
if you haven't heard of them, they're, they're fairly popular among the rock charts and everything. I had not sat down and like taken a deep dive into any of their stuff. So this album is heavy on the, uh, sci-fi influence. Mm-hmm. Um, it falls prey to the simple mistake of we're going to have some little intro that sci-fi and talky, which just totally, Oh, stop doing this people. I'm glad you like, said it. So I don't have to fear factory did it yep. last week and it sucked. Yep. They have this track, a brief hif- history of the future. That's just a waste of your time. Yeah. Um, it's just pointless. Just Why do you think bands it? do that? Do you think it's from the opening crawl of every star Wars movie? Uh, possibly. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it's just there. It's probably because I'm sure it has something to do. I know I, I don't think that way, so I wouldn't be like, oh, hey, this is a great idea. I'm sure like, you know, it'd be cool. We're kind of, we're star set and it's like sci-fi and spacey. Why don't we just make some sci-fi sounds and someone talk over it? Like, I don't know. It Can I? To me. Can I interrupt you for, for just it. a second? Okay. Because it, it yeah. sounds like we're about to. We're about to rip the bandaid off of something here. Can we yeah. just agree that this album sucks and like make fun of it a lot? Because <laughs> yeah. I really so, want to, I really want to do that. I really just want to set the tone right now that I fucking <laughs> did not like this at all. And I want to rip on it pretty fucking hard. Um, so here's what I wanted to say about this album. Okay. And I have talked about their, uh, their vocalist, uh, was Dustin Bates. He did a guest spot on, uh, the raw album intercorrupted, which we reviewed a couple months ago. That was and him? his song. Yeah. Okay. His song was one of my least favorite songs on that album. Okay. Not because he's the singer, but I felt like when they wrote the song, they were trying to write it for him and make some more like star city vibes to it. And I just didn't care for it. This album I felt kind of interesting. This is what I was going to say earlier, but I didn't. So periphery, absolutely stellar. Like everything about that album to me is epic. This album outside of telekinetic and maybe manifest a little bit. It's just trash. (laughs) Yeah. I, I will say I do like telekinetic track six. Uh, even though the outro is super sci-fi, I something about that song I really enjoy. And Manifest is decent, but there's 13 tracks on here, and only let's say one and a half of them are any good. That's not far off. It's for me. I I, I had different songs that I liked. I thought uh, Perfect Machine was kind of cool, and. Mm-hmm. I, I liked Solstice and I liked the verse of the song Divisions until I made the connection that he sounded a lot like Disturbed in that song, Ooh. just in that song. I went, yeah. uh, once he once he sounded like the guy to disturb from me, I was like, mm. no, I'm fucking over it. And then uh, Stratosphere was okay. It's it was it was like I felt like this was like <laughs> so. <laughs> the periphery album was just like what's like my my favorite dessert like is cheesecake. So periphery is like cheesecake, and this is like a dry, nasty cake from this is like melted uh, Kroger. Yeah, it's yeah, like, it's, it's like, like if the it, cheesecake it's like melts. A, 
Yeah. And you got to eat it with a spoon, but it's like, it's hot. Right. It's like, but like, it's got really, really bad, like strawberry topping on it. Yeah. That's freezer burned. <laughs> and then they put whipped cream. That's all melted and watery on top of it. Yeah. But then you get one bite. That's perfect. Like you get towards the end and you get some of that graham cracker crust and the graham cracker crust part is good. And so that's like telekinetic. You're like, Oh, the graham cracker plus, but then you get to take the next <laughs> bite of the graham cracker you and it's all said, soggy too. You just said graham cracker puss. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's soggy, so I might as well. <laughs> uh, that is dynamite. Uh, and I know there's going to be somebody that listens to this and say they love this album. Look, so I'm well, not Steve shitting on you for liking this. Did album. he recommended it or she? I'm not know. shitting on you for liking this album. You can like it. That's fine. But man, this was difficult to get through. Like I, I said, I could, I listened to telekinetic and manifest was okay. But I telekinetic to me was the only song that I was like, I think this is good. I want to know. I'm curious to hear what, the listener liked about this, you know, so help sell me on it. Right. So, right. It, you know, I want to, I want to know what is this that you are drawn to that you, you, you recommend it to a lot of other people. Clearly there's something there. Um, I'm just not seeing it. Yeah. The, this, everything about this felt so lackluster to me. And this is my beef with this is my beef with modern rock music for almost 20 years. Now, everything sounds way too perfect. I don't yes. want my rock music to be free from mistakes. I want to have blemishes all over it. I want Kurt Cobain's voice cracking. I want mm -hmm. him to lose his voice going hoarse singing territorial pissings. I love yeah. good singers. I love when people can execute stuff well, but like even the best of the best singers back then. I, and, and this is sort of getting into like, you know, I guess some of the, like, I don't know if it's, if it's auto tune or whatever the case may be, but like there's, there's Soundgarden records. There's Alice in Chains records that I'll listen to, for example, two very dynamic, very, mm -hmm. very good frontmen, um, where they've got blemishes in their, vo in their vocals and they're just letting right. it in there because that's what makes it good. That's what gives it character. Right. This had zero character for me. Um, so then if you're going to do something that is too perfect like that, where everything is so in place, um, it better be something so original or so cool that I can't look past that. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I just did not hear that with this record. In fact, I felt like some of the songs were just bad. Uh, worst song on the record for me is Fault Line. I think that is a terrible track. Um, mm -hmm. They could have cut that one completely. I struggled with, um, there's a lot of this record that's that's kind of bouncing between over synth uh, and the synth is dialed up to where it feels like it's guitar. Uh -huh. or versus guitar. And there is a band that I, I kind of a guilty pleasure cause they're not that great either, but i like them a lot that does it called AWOL nation. Mm -hmm. They do a pretty decent job cause they've got some good dynamics and they've got that character and they're living, they're leaving in some of the imperfections. This just feels way too cleaned up for me. It's so, over it's so produced that I just don't like it. And so it reminds me a lot of the, you know, bands like, I make fun of like breaking Benjamin a lot and even disturbed and even like, I don't know. Uh, I'm looking at, I'm looking at their Wikipedia page and they're talking about how they toured with Shinedown <laughs> and Halstrom and bands like that. I go, yeah, it, right. you know, it, it reminds me of that. And that's my problem with all of those two bands, all of those bands too, is they are too cookie cutter, too polished, too perfected, you know, and there's, it's, it becomes 
copy paste, copy paste. It's just a Xerox copy of the thing that they're all borrowing from. And unfortunately, right. just like doing a Xerox copy, you do a copy of a copy of it. You're going to start losing quality every time that you do that. And then you right. can't really hear the difference between everything. And that's how I feel with this. I, I ultimately, man, this was a one for me. Um, I just didn't like this at all. Yeah, I gave it, I gave it a one two. I I will say you gave it a twelve. Really like, no, no. <laughs> I gave it a one two. Um, like I said, the the heavy riff on Manifest was fun, but everything around it wasn't some super impressive to me. Telekinetic, I really did enjoy that. I don't know what about that song. I really like that song. Got stuck in my head, and I, I really enjoyed it. But everything else was just was um not memorable. That's the best way to put it. There yeah. wasn't anything about it where I was like, I want to, I want to listen to this. I think this is good. And it was to me, it felt, it felt I mean, like it was, Ohio. Yeah, it did. It <laughs> felt like Ohio. <laughs> I was like, Oh shit. This is, this is the soundtrack to Ohio. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was a tough one. Uh, I I wanted it to be better, and I kept listening to it, hoping that it might grow on me. I did too. I went through this a lot with that same with that same kind of drive. I was like, I want I wanted to like it more than I actually liked mm. it, and I ultimately had to come to terms with the fact that I didn't. Yeah, and I found that interesting because <laughs> you and I both uh, we <laughs> we both the first couple ones we were like I love it I don't like it at all <laughs> so yeah. this one we were both like this, this is this is the common ground this, for both of us yeah fuck stars <laughs> well this and periphery we both <laughs> like periphery oh <laughs> uh, yeah so that was I, I here's the thing I the the twelve questions by Future Utopia. I almost think was a little bit better than the star set album. And I did not like the 12 questions, but <laughs> like I felt that that record was super condescending and just terrible, but they, they both are down there for me. So yeah, I got to try yeah, and like, find if something. I'm going to listen to something like this. I'm going to go for the two things that are feel more original to me, which is muse or a wall nation. Yeah, they're, and they're, between they're those more two unique. bands, I've got enough. Yeah, they're, and they're they're better songwriters. They're just better at their craft than these guys are. You know, it, it felt it felt like these guys. It, it felt like a, a rock boy band. That's what it felt like. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's too polished. Guys it's that, that too. Yeah, it's that too, too polished. Just, <laughs> There's that movie like a Mighty Wind where he's he's talking about the shitty folk band and he's like, "What do you want to enjoy? A toothpaste commercial?" <laughs> That's how I feel when I listen to this kind of stuff. Like gr- either grow some balls or like get into some sort of something more experimental. Um, right, and you know. There's an audience for it. If I was like 13, 14 years old, this would probably be a much different experience for me listening to it. Right. Um, but that goes oh, if back. If I was like 14 or 15, oh, I'd love this. This would be my favorite record. But it goes back to that thing with the Weezer album. Yeah. Which is, was it ever really good or were we just young? And I'm exactly. old enough now. I'm in my 40s. You got to you gotta shake it up for me. Give me a 15-minute yeah. long song that fucking does some cool shit for 15 minutes than one song with talking at the beginning like an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Just, we keep running into albums that do that. We had two weeks in a row. We had an album that did that. I'm over it. I really am. Uh, so what did you pick for next week? A band with really long songs. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> You're fucking killing me. <laughs> I really, I'm sorry, but we're gonna do this because I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for this, and I, I'm, I'm hopeful. Okay, that this isn't so long. There's a couple of I, I've, I've, I'm, I'm gonna cheat. I listened to this once already. There's a couple of songs that are, you know, into the over 10 minute range. So just mm-hmm. prepare yourself. I want to set that clear expectation going in, knowing that you have a. A disdain. <laughs> a disdain. I wasn't going to be, I was going to try to be a little bit nicer because I felt so bad about, uh, <laughs> about shitting on star set for so long. Okay. So let me, let me, I'll just tell you about it. There is a French post metal band called year of no light mm-hmm. that I am a big fan of. They're all instrumental. They are heavy as all get out. A lot of like slow, sludgy, just atmospheric shit that you want to listen to in a fucking cemetery. All right. In the middle of Europe, like just that kind of vibe at night on Halloween. And they Mm -hmm. just put out their first album in almost 10 years. And the album is called Consolamentum by year of no light. And we're going to check this out. It's five tracks, but it's an hour long. So just that, that tells you anything about the length of the songs, five tracks yeah. into 60 <laughs> minutes, 55 minutes or so. Um, but this is, this is a, such a fun band. I got into this group when I heard a, an album of theirs. I, I don't know. Remember if I heard their 2010 record, Osservelt, first which is awesome or if i heard the one that they did they did a uh, this is band is unique they they composed a score for a mm-hmm. movie that came out in the 30s and it's a vampire movie it's like this 1932 movie it's called vampire movie but it's a horror movie and it was filmed in europe and shit so sort of like in the style of nosferatu you know that everybody's Ooh. at least seen like the imagery of that where the guy does with the hands and everything i've never actually watched nosferatu i don't know anything about it but they did they went and scored this thing so think like Wizard of Oz, Dark Side of the Moon. You're supposed to be able to put them all together and stuff. They did that. And um, I've never done the movie with the soundtrack thing, but the soundtrack, as far as ambient music goes, which is a, mm-hmm. a genre that I've, I like a lot, uh, ambient and then like ending on a climactic, this is, this is one of the best executions of that style. And so I've been a fan of this group for a long time. I was really excited. I was hoping they would do something again. I thought they were broken up. Um, but mm-hmm. so they come out with this new record and I'm listening to it and it's dynamite. Uh, they got two drummers. So Ooh. give it a good listen. Um, okay. when they, when they, but here's what's unique. Their two drummers aren't doing anything except drumming in unison. Like they do everything together just to give it that much more oomph. And uh-huh. so the drums are really great in this, uh, and it's just it's a heavy fucking record. And I'm I'm really excited to dive into it and give it more of a a, a deep listen to it. So that's that's my pick. Okay, um, I have I've been going back and forth on what I should pick uh, for the actually probably the last four or five days because I was like, oh, I need to pick something. I don't know what to pick, <clears throat> and I want to pick you know something fun but i'm just gonna go with something chill i'm gonna go with sleepless nights the album by lewis laroche okay it's something that i recently well maybe not so recently i heard one of his tracks maybe a year or two ago 
but then I never really dived into his album. So now I want to take a dive into his album and check that out. And I have my first impression. If you want to, if you have one, if not, we'll just leave that as a mystery. I, I think I know what my first impression is going to be too. Oh, okay, cool. What's your, my first, my first impression is going to be the new album. Be right back by Georgia Smith. Okay. So we'll do be right back and I'll choose an EP. For my first impression, this is a, uh, I want to do a live EP. So it's a five, Ooh. six song live recording from audio tree from a pop group called pixel grip. Okay. That I, I heard like one song last week on audio tree. Cause I like audio tree. And, uh, I heard the one song and I went, that was enough to where I went, I want to listen to more of this. <laughs> so this will be my excuse to listen to some more of this. Cool. All right. Well, uh, that's wrapped up for that. Um, I think we'll wrap it up before we continue on with our barrage against, uh, against star set, man. I'm glad I listened to it. You know, it's, it's, uh, sometimes you got to touch, touch the hot stove. So, you know, not to touch it again, Yeah, you know, and and that's, that's what star set is. is, is Now I know not to go down that road and now we know not to do another listener appreciation episode. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. We do appreciate you. Appreciate you listeners. So more people out there, send us some recommendations. You know, I know Jonathan Fleischner will just be like, man, 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 man. But yeah. Or the strokes. I picked man, man. Don't forget that. (laughs) He even wanted to talk about that last time I saw him. He's like, dude, that man, man, I'm I'm like, dude, I know you like it. (laughs) (laughs) We get it. You like it. So, um, yeah. So thank you everybody for listening. We will see you all next week.